Hello and welcome to Motorsport Weeks, the support series, the show where we talk about what is happening on the racetrack in the top junior single-seater series before any of the drivers make the leap up the ladder to Formula 1. Tom Cairns, your host, with Joe Ellis. We look back on the second round of the 2021 FIA Formula 3 Championship at Paul Ricard. Alex Smolliar won again in the first race on Saturday morning before Arthur Leclerc and Jack Dewin made their marks by triumphing in races 2 and 3 to boost their points totals. Dennis Hauger continues to lead the way in the title standings, but it's still all to play for. Hello Joe, how are you? And Formula 3 has completed its second round of its seven round 2021 season. And we had quite a mixed weekend. I mean, race one, we had quite a lot of action in terms of overtaking. Second race was rather more sort of straightforward, but race three was something of which the drivers either struggled or excelled in. And we had two new winners in the championship. How did you see the Formula 3 round at Paul Ricard? It was a lot more exciting than I think a lot of people expected. You know, I mean, we thankfully didn't need the sprinklers that are at Paul Ricard. The the weather gods provided some action for us on that Sunday morning. But that first race in particular was just phenomenal in terms of overtaking, in action, a last lap pass for the win. You know, you can't really ask much more for a race and those championship contenders are starting to emerge at the top. And of course, Alex Smolia, who's won again, he's proven to be um, one of the favourites of the um, title this year. And you've got Arthur Leclerc. I mean, what a performance from him, um, in, not just in the second race, but in races one and three, where he came from the back of the field due to a problem he had in qualifying. And it's a combined total of 35 places he's made up from good positions. Sensational. It is, it is brilliant overtaking from him. Uh, we saw when Formula Regional came to Paul Ricard a few weeks ago, I think it was Hadri and David who managed to overtake every, pretty much everybody on track. And Arthur Leclerc's done the same. You know, it's something he absolutely massively needed for his championship to get that reverse grid pole late on in race one. Really sort of salvaged his weekend to an extent where he could go get away from pole and, and win the second race, which was much needed because even though he did make up a lot of places and drove brilliantly in all three races... He did only score points in that second one. We start off with race one then, because um, Alex Smolia from sixth on the grid was able to come out on top after Vred Vesti was able to uh, qualify, was able to go fastest in qualifying. He started 12th place on the grid. And Caelan Williams from reverse grid pole came home third to pick up, I think, his first ever points in, um, in Formula 3. Most certainly his first ever podium in the championship. And there's quite some standout performances in that, along with Leclerc from... 30th to 12th, but also um, Victor Martin from 10th to 2nd. He had a, a brilliant race and weekend overall. He did, you know, that that sort of overtaking, as we mentioned, he was overtaking the very fastest guys on track. Leclerc was uh, obviously getting past some of those that qualified further down the grid, while Martins was overtaking the very best that Formula 3 had to offer. And it looks like he was going to go on and, and win the whole race at one point, but Smolyar did very well to not only stay attached to the back of Martins, but then pull off the overtake into the Mistral chicane on the last lap. Uh, and it's, I'd argue it's maybe a surprise winner of that first race. I know he did the same in Barcelona as well, but he never looked uh, sort of in qualifying and in practice. He never looked particularly threatening and race win worthy, but he, he produced the performance when it mattered. He got his moves done decisively and, and cleanly and, 
pulled off a deserved win. And Logan Sargent, actually, as well, who qualified 10th, hence why he started third on the grid. He had quite a respectable performance. I think he was leading for a little bit of the time, if I'm, if I'm, I'm not mistaken. But he was very much um, towards the front in a, um, in a Cherise car. He was, yeah. And that, obviously that lead sort of five, I think it was five different leaders, wasn't there? Uh, if you include a Yumi Wasser in that, who had a good weekend, albeit a, a, a penalty pushed him down in that uh, in that first race. But Sargent and Williams both outperforming their cars and their teams, I think, because Sharuz and Jenza, uh, who they both drive for, are perhaps some of the weaker teams on the grid, those that are not expected to be pushing for race wins. But if you get a half-decent qualifying in them, like both of those guys did, then the opportunity for points is very much there. And as you mentioned there, Ayumu, Ayumu Iwaza um, got a five-second time penalty um, for overtaking a driver whilst going off the track. I can't remember which driver he was he was overtaking. Was it um, Victor Martin? Because it was between turns nine and ten, the fast right-hander at the end of the Mistral straight. Either way, whichever driver it was he was overtaking, he had all four wheels off the racetrack heading into turn ten. Hence why he got a five-second time penalty. He finished second on the road, but was demoted to eighth as a result of it. So that's a pretty... Bitter pill to swallow there for the Japanese driver, but the Red Bull Junior very much shown his class in the series so far. But it was Alex Smolio who won out in the end over Victor Martin in second place. Caelan Williams picking up his first podium in the series in third, followed by Logan Sargent for Cherouse in fourth. I think that's Cherouse's best results in Formula 3, for as long as I can remember. Clement Novelak was fifth for Trident. It's Juan Manuel Correa, a decent sixth for ART. Jack Doom was seventh. Ahead of Ayumu Iwaza, who was eighth after the time points it was applied. Dennis Alga picking up a couple of points for Premier in ninth, and Ollie Caldwell in tenth place and taking the final point. Jack Crawford was eleventh, followed by Arthur Leclerc in twelfth place. And not only did he finish twelfth, he was able to get reverse group pole for the second race. Kyle Collette was thirteenth, ahead of Lorenzo Colombo. Frederick Vesti, a very disappointing fifteenth actually after starting twelfth, out of his sweats him to move up further up the field from where he started. David Schumacher was a, a disappointing sixteenth. He, he struggled so much in that first race um, due to tyre degradation, probably. Um, but he went from second to 16th um, by the finish. Oliver Osmondson was 17th for HWA, followed by Pierre-Louis Chauvet in 18th. He left the Genesa squad due to uh, lack of funding, but he substituted for, uh, for uh, Laszlo Toth at Campos as Toth was tested positive for COVID-19, hence why Chauvet stood in for him at Campos. Richard Degueras was 19 for Charisse, and we've got Kaelin Frederick, Enzo Fittipaldi, Matei Nanini, Philip Ogran, Ido, uh, Ida Cohen, who was 24th after he picked up a five-second time penalty for a collision he caused with Rafael Villa Gomez. Villa Gomez was 25th ahead of Roman Stanek, Omari Cordiel was 27th ahead of Johnny Edgar, and Simon van der Helm making up the finishes. Jonathan Hoggard on debut in Formula 3 retired after damage he picked up on the opening lap of the race. So there's some standout performances there. I'm actually disappointed with Vesti and Schumacher. I mean, from what you've seen in the races, where did it go wrong for those two? I don't think they were able to make the moves when they needed to. I mean, Schumacher got pushed back towards the front of the grid for race one because of where he qualified. But then, just like in Barcelona, he seemed to be the cork in the bottle every time and he was the one getting overtaken rather than doing the overtaking. Uh, and Vesti... I, uh, I don't really know what happened to him. Uh, he obviously didn't have a brilliant first race, which meant he didn't get much of a reverse grid boost in the second. Uh, he just didn't seem to have the same race pace as he did in qualifying. I don't know if maybe that qualifying lap came a bit out of the blue. 
not just for us, but for him as well. I don't think his car was genuinely that quick. I think he's just found a lap from somewhere. Uh, and I think that showed in all three races because I don't think he moved forward in any of them. Going on to race two, Arthur Leclerc, who managed to get reverse group pole by finishing 12th in race one, he was able to convert that into the race win and doing so in slightly one out by over four seconds ahead of teammate Dennis Hauger in second place. Victor Martin picking up another podium from 11th on the grid, so showing some brilliant racecraft is the home hero. Ollie Caldwell was fourth for Primus. We have three Primus in the top four. A long time since we've seen that. Jack Doom was fifth for Trident ahead of Clement Novelak. Alex Smolia was seventh ahead of Caelan Williams, who picked up more points for Jenza. A new member was it was ninth, and Fred Vesti taking the final point in tenth. David Schumacher was eleventh, followed by Logan Sargent. Matteo Nanini was thirteenth. Jack Crawford was fourteenth after starting second place on the grid. He stalled at the beginning. He virtually stalled and fell to the back of the field. Recovered well to fourteenth, but didn't get any points for his reward. Pierre-Louis Chauvet was 15th, had a Guanmel Correa in 16th, disappointing for him. Enzo Fittipaldi had a time in van der Helm. Roman Stanek was 19th, had a Lorenzo Colombo. Oliver Rasmussen, Caelan Frederick, Johnny Edgar, Omori Cordiel, Reggie Degueras, Jonathan Hoggard, Rafael Villagomez, and uh, Philip Ogron were the rest of the finishers. Ida Cohen retired after damage. Kai Collette pulled into the picks with uh, mechanical issues. Crawford was another... Um, He'll be very disappointed in me. He's already raced in on the circuit in the Euro Formula Open this year, Joe. But ha, that's a really that's a real missed opportunity for him there, wasn't it? Yeah, that, that was a huge chance for him. He was the only car mixing up the the Prima dominance at the at the front, certainly for the start of the the race. Obviously, they had Hauger and Caldwell on row two as well, uh, and he he would have really been maybe too eager to get a good start and lead all three Primas, and perhaps that was. His downfall. It's a real shame for him because I think he's he's a huge talent and he's going to improve every single weekend. Uh, and I know it's early to be looking ahead to next year, but assuming he's back again, I think he may well be a title contender next year. Because especially with the backing of Red Bull, they're going to give him everything he needs. Uh, especially with you know Formula One desperate to get an American driver into into the sport to increase the, the market over there. I think he's going to get a lot of support and I think he could well be the next American F1 driver. Yeah, I think he's 16 years of age, is, um, is Jack Crawford, so he's got plenty of time to prove himself. He probably will be in Formula 3 again next year, whether it'll be in high-tech or whether he'll maybe go to like a Prima, which is where Rebel Junior Dennis Hauger is at. Probably that's where his sights could be. But he's got a lot to prove still this year in the coming rounds and I've got every bit of confidence he'll come away with some good points by the end of 2021. Race three, and it was a wet one this morning, Joe. Minutes before the formation, that the, came, uh, the rain came down. I was watching the um, the Renault Clio Cup race, or Clio Cup Europe race. We saw some brilliant racing in that. And then as after the race was done, the rain started to come down and there were some last minute changes needed to be done in terms of setups for the Formula 3 cars. Yeah, I know that they delayed the start for a few minutes to allow the teams those, those changes, which is good on the FIA, I think, that, you know, because no one would have gambled on a wet setup. I'm sure they'd have, they, all of them would have needed to make changes, not only just to the tyres, but to the ride height as well. So that was good by that. And, you know, we're never going to be upset with a with a wet race. It always throws up some unpredictable things. And, I mean, you look at Victor Martins, he finished fourth. It was He'd finished second and third from 10th and 11th on the grid. But when he started right up the front, he, he, he couldn't go further forward, which is sort of very indicative of, of Formula 3, but it was a great race and a, a very needed victory, I think, for Jack Doohan. 
and Jack Deering fell down a place at the beginning from fourth on the grid, but recovered brilliantly to take the lead from Dennis Hauger with six laps remaining. And Jack Deering, through all the bad luck he has been with the HWA squad, I think it was last year, he has been elevated to the Trident squad, a more competitive team within the series, and he has shown that he can do it. So very well done there, Jack Deering, converting his fourth place grid spot that he got in qualifying into the 25 points. Dennis Alga was second for Prima. That has helped him maintain his status as championship leader. Kai Collette was third, ahead of Victor Martin, his Clement Novelak, Red Vesti, Ayumu Iwaza, Alex Smolia, Cromwell Correa was ninth, and Jack Crawford taking the final point in 10th place. Enzo Fittipaldi from 21st to 11th for him, but still no points. Kevin Williams was 12th, Arthur Declare from 30th to 13th for Prima. Excellent job from him. Johnny Edgar, 23rd to 14th, not too bad. Roman Stanek in 15th with Simon van der Helm in 16th. Caden Frederick was 17th, had a Jonathan Hoggard. Lorenzo Colombo, 19th, had a Matei Nanini. We didn't see too much of Nanini at the weekend. Russia de Guerras um, went on a set of dry tyres um, towards the end of the race. He made up a few positions, but 21st was all he could manage. Oliver Rasmussen was 22nd, followed by Rafael Gomez, Ida Cohen, Amori Cordiel, Philip Ogran, David Schumacher and Pierre-Louis Chauvet were the rest of the finishers. Logan Sargent retired after a rain light system that wouldn't work for him. And Ollie Caldwell retired with suspension issues on lap three. So, yeah, we do enjoy a wet race, Joe. And I think in terms of who was the best in the wet, you have to say Jack Doing was one of them, don't you? Yeah, well, the best in the wet will come through and, and win the race, usually. I mean, we don't know how good Arthur Leclerc would have been if the race had carried on and... He could have had a chance to fight at the front. We just don't know because of his his issues on Friday. But what I'm most impressed with Jack doing is the fact that even though his results 17th, 8th, 7th and 5th in the sprint races, but he's finished 1st and 2nd in the two feature races where the big points are available. And so if he can put together the sprint races that, that Hauger and Martans have been able to, he's going to be a real threat to, to the Premiers and to the the MP Motorsport driver. And that victory is doing up to third in the championship now. And, you know, the wet weather performances from uh, Leclerc and Fittipaldi were outstanding. And I do hope we get to see more of that this season if we have any more wet races. We could have maybe at the Red Bull Ring um, the next time they do race, which will be on the weekend of the Austrian Grand Prix, which is the weekend after this one of the Styrian Grand Prix weekend. Let's have a look at the driver's standings then, Joe. After two rounds out of seven in FIA Formula 3 2021, Dennis Hauger, six points in the lead, or six points ahead in the lead over Victor Martin, 66 points playing 60. Then it's Jack Dewin in third on 58. Clever Novelak, who has finished in the top six in every single race this season so far, he's fourth on 49. Oli Caldwell in fifth with 41. That's Alex Smolyar in sixth with 40. Kai Collar is seventh with 35, and it's Fred Vesti in eighth with 33. Logan Sargent is ninth with 18, and it's Matei Nanini, who didn't score at the weekend. He remains on 16 points in 10th place. Arthur Leclerc picking off his first win and points at Paul Ricard. He's in 11th with 15 points. Yumi was is 12th with 15 as well. Kelly Williams in 13th with 13 points. He, got, he had a good weekend in the Genza. Johnny Edgar with uh, 11 points in 14th. Juan Manuel Correa bagging more points for... ART in 15th with 8, Jack Crawford in 16th with 3, Roman Stomach, the last of the point scorers, in 17th with 1. David Schumacher, Enzo Fittipaldi, Russia de Guerras, Pierre-Louis Chauvet, Lorenzo Colombo, Simon van der Helm, Amori Cordiel, Oliver Rasmussen, Caelan Frederick, Rafael Gomez, Jonathan Hoggard, Ida Cohen, 
Philip O'Gran and Russell Tafe have yet to get off the mark. So the championship after two rounds is, is still wide open, Joe, let's be honest. I mean, you look at the number of points on offer for a race weekend, 66 points that Dennis Hauger has got. I think 65 is the maximum you can get over a race weekend. So it's still anyone's game at this point in the year. It really is. Um, I would be worried sort of from Logan Sargent in ninth on back that there is a gap developing between eighth and ninth. I think everyone from sort of Vesti in eighth up to, to Howard at the top, they're going to be the eight we're talking about when it comes to title contention. Uh, unless one of these drivers can put together two or three amazing weekends, similar to what Martins and, and Hauger did this weekend. Yeah, maybe Arthur Leclerc's capable of that if he can sort his Fridays out and qualify up towards the front rather than making life difficult for him for himself with poor qualifyings, then he could be one that bridges that gap. But you've got to be very impressed with Dennis Hauger that he's picking up results, but he's doing so unflamboyantly, if if that makes sense. You know, he's doing it just a standard job. It doesn't look difficult for him. It doesn't look like he's trying too hard. It just looks like he's he's having a, a nice time and it's it's working for him. He's doing really well. And you look at further down, I mean, who are you expecting to see rebound um, on the opening two rounds? I mean, we've yet to see more of uh, Leclerc in the coming rounds. I mean, there's only five more qualifying sessions. So I think if there's anything for Leclerc to improve on, it's qualifying, don't you think? It is. And I, I'd expect he can't keep having awful qualifyings like he has. Uh, I know, obviously, the Red Bull ring, it's such a short lap that times are going to be extremely close. And there could be people further down the grid that just find that one lap uh, and push them further and further back. Uh, I think this weekend I was particularly disappointed with uh, Matteo Nanini and Johnny Edgar because they performed really well in, in Barcelona. I was expecting them to do so again, but they would, you, you hardly ever saw them. You never really saw them mentioned either. In the team's championship, Prima are in the lead on 122 points. They are 15 clear of Trident, who are on 107. MP are in third on 95 points. They're doing very well this season with um, Kaya Collette and Victor Martin at the wheel. ART are in fourth with 81. It's Hightech in fifth on 19 points. There's a big gap between ART and Hightech. Sharus are in sixth on 18 points. HWA in seventh on 16. Jensen in eighth with 13. Carlin Buzz Racing in ninth with 11. And Campos are the only team yet to get off the mark. The best result they've had this season is 14th in race one at Paul Ricard that came at the expense of Lorenzo Colombo. So you look at the championship now, I mean, MP Motorsport, I mean, when you look at those cars, you don't recognise them as MP Motorsport cars, you recognise them more as Alpine Academy uh, cars. And, you know, but you have to say MP Motorsport uh, are doing a fine job this season with two really talented drivers they've got. Yeah, when well, when they were both announced, obviously, you know, at the same time that they were with MP and we found out that the bright orange cars were, were no more in Formula 3. But you had a feeling that the top two in the Formula Renault Championship where obviously last season's Formula 3 champion had previously raced in, you had a feeling they were going to do quite well. And it proves that five of the six races so far, one of their drivers have been on the podium. That just proves that what MP do, are doing are very well. And I think... We have to give a little bit of credit to Tyron Vanderhelm for the last race because even though he finished 16th, he was running well inside the top 10 at one point and I think he did have one a spin at uh, turn 11 running a bit wide and had an off which put him back down the, down the pack. But he, he's shown improvements this weekend 
if he can start picking up more points, I think they will be challenging Trident uh, for the second place of the championship. I couldn't agree with you more as well. And I'd love to see Van der Helm um, pick up some pick, uh, pick up some points at some stage and boost MP Motorsports in total because they've had a brilliant, brilliant year in comparison to the last uh, few years. I remember they had um, Liam Lawson two years ago with the MP Motorsports team. He did excellent. Although he didn't win a race, he had the qualities of a racing driver that he could go on and win um, with a good enough team that can actually challenge for victories on a regular basis. MP Motorsport, I have to say, are one of the more harmonious outfits out of all the junior teams um, in like F2 and F3. They've definitely got a good outfit and a good media team as well. And clearly the results are showing it from Martin and Colette. And going on to Red Bull, the Red Bull ring now, which will be on the Austrian Grand Prix weekend. What are your thoughts for it now? Because this is going to be a quite a testing one for the drivers. It's a, it's a driver's favourite as well as a fan's favourite. So there's no excuse for not doing so well at the Red Bull ring. No, and it'll be it'll be a very very interesting weekend. Uh, I can't remember if they raced there last year. They must have raced there last yeah, year. Yeah, the race. Yeah, F3 raced at both the Austrian Grand Prix and the Syrian Grand Prix weekends. But they're only doing one this time, which some people will be happy about. Some people won't. It's a track that you either have very good form, or if you don't quite get it right, you you lose a lot of positions because times will be very tight. Uh, you know, we're talking one minute. 19-ish, I think it was. I think sort of, sort of about. That. I don't know if you'll have the lap record somewhere. I'm sure you'll bring up in a minute. Yeah. Uh, but I'd expect Prima to do to do well again. Have you got it? Yeah, I'm just having a look at it now. But um, but I do perfectly agree with what you're saying about the Red Bull Ring because it's a very short lap. And with that being said, there's only so much time. You, you things if you go wide, that's like two tens, and two tens is pretty much everything when it comes to racing um, at Austria. Just having a look to see what the lap record um, for Formula 3 at the Red Bull ring is. It, I would imagine it'd be like last year or two years ago. In fact, the fastest lap in F3 last year was set by Sebastian Fernandez in the ART. It's a 1 minute 19.429. So you're right on the money there, Joe. And what you're saying with a 1 minute 19. But um, but yeah, it, it's going to be a it's going to be a very interesting weekend. And I think F3 are more suited to the Red Bull ring than F2 are. Because I think with F2, you don't quite see the level of overtaking which you would be after like you do in F3. I don't think it's because the F3 cars have less horsepower and, you know, when they're close to each other, when they're using DRS, the DRS is obviously more effective around the Red Bull ring for F3 than it is um, in F2. Yeah, well, I think that's just natural. The faster the car becomes, the more difficult it is to see overtaking because you're spending less time on the straight, less time in the slipstream, and, you know, the, the braking distances can sometimes be shorter as well because the brakes on an F2 car will, I'm sure, be a lot stronger than they are on an F3 car. But this current generation of Formula 3 car, I think, is the best there has ever been. The the racing consistently over the last two or three years that the series has been going has been unbelievable. And it's very difficult to pick out a bad race. Well, you could also ask, it's difficult to pick your absolute favourite race because there's been, there's been so many good ones. I mean, I enjoyed the GP3 series, but the FIA Formula 3 Championship has taken the level of quality of the racing um, to another level. And I think the more you see a Formula 3, and given that it's on its sole weekend, well, it's, it's not clashing with F2 is what I'm trying to say. It's an opportunity for the fans to actually watch it more and get closer to it and understand more about the road to F1 ladder for these drivers. Because, you know, Yuki Tsunoda, Two years ago, Ingenza, Alfa Tauri driver this year. 
you know, it's, it's it's something to keep an eye out on when it comes to um, seeing these drivers um, made the way up um, the ladder to Formula One or whichever series they choose to race, whether it's sports cars, IndyCar, Formula E, wherever it may be. You know, it's an opportunity to get a first glimpse of these um, these young, talented individuals. Predictions this week, uh, not this weekend, it's the weekend after, Joe, which is when Formula 3 will be uh, racing at the Rebel Ring. Your pole sitter or fastest in qualifying to get the four points, race one winner, race two winner and race three winner. God, it's difficult to pick, isn't it? It's a pretty, it's a very close championship. It's going to be even closer this or next weekend. Uh, I think I'm going to back Prima to get pole again uh, for for the second time this this season. I think it'll be Dennis Hauger again. I think he's of the three Prima drivers, he's got the edge over the other two. I, I don't I haven't seen the same ability from Corvell or Leclerc. Having said that, I think. I wouldn't be surprised if Caldwell wins the first reverse grid race. Um, I think the second race may well be finally Clement Novelak's time to win a race. He's been very consistent. I think now's the time he steps up to the top step. Uh, and I'm going to back MP Motorsport to win their first race uh, in the third one. And I'll say Kyle Killette will do that. My predictions would be, I think Arthur Leclerc, given how important of a weekend it is for him to have, He's going to get pole position for me, qualifying on pole, make his way through the field in race one to get up there. But I think race winner, I think it's going to be Victor Martin for race one victory. Race two victory, I am going to go. I'd really love to say Cuomo Correa, but I just don't think he'll quite have the edge. I think it'll be Dennis Hauger who wins race, who will win race two. And race three, I think Leclerc will convert pole into the victory. So Martin for race one. How good for race two and Leclerc for race three. That's what I think anyway there. We'll leave it there, Joe, because we are out of time. Thank you to everyone who's been following the podcast for Formula 3. The next episode for the Championship will be in two weeks to review the to review round three of the Championship in Austria. There's also the latest podcast of the Formula Regional European Championship by Alpine and the W Series that you can listen to on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and other platforms. The next show for the support series will be next week where Hannah Pathurk will be with me to look back on the first round of the returning W Series at the Rebel Ring. From Joe and all of us at Motorsport Week, enjoy the racing this weekend and it's goodbye. <laughs>